Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite team. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. For Reed Wilkins tonight and this week, including next Monday. Folks, of course, play the Hamilton Tiger Cats on Thursday. I'll be part of that broadcast along with Morley Scott, uh, Blake Dermott, and of course, your host is Brendan Escott, David Bowles on the sideline. The Elks look for their first win of the season, only team in the CFL without a win. Hamilton Tiger Cats with one win. They just uh, picked that up a couple nights ago against the uh, Ottawa Red Blacks, who uh, the Red Blacks losing Jeremiah Masoli for the season because of a ruptured Achilles. Uh, only uh, thing going on tonight, really, uh, in the sporting world is the home run derby and Vladimir Guerrero Jr. of the uh, Jays is uh, in this bonus round, 18, now 19 homers. Uh, he's uh, being pitched to by John Schneider, the manager of the Toronto Blue Jays. I don't know how well that's going to go, up to 20 homers, uh, considering I just I just thought it was kind of fun, considering that this event has kind of put the whammy on a few hitters <laughs> in all-star games uh, past or all, home run derbies past that you know, hitters go to, back to their club teams and resume the regular season and, all of a sudden have no idea how to hit. Anyway, the Edmonton Elks, as I mentioned, are looking for their first win report today. David Foucault uh, out uh, in practice, limited because of a foot injury. So we'll see what his status is. Uh, Brett Boyko could start at right tackle. Uh, left guard, they were kind of experimenting with a couple of players with Philip Grahovic and uh, Theron Churchill. And uh, there's another football of the U18 kind in Edmonton. It's the Canada Cup of football. Alberta did pretty good uh, the other day. Uh, they're into the semifinals of the of the event after a 35-10 win over Nova Scotia. To talk about that and more about uh, the uh, grassroots of football in this country is the Executive Director of Football Canada. That is Shannon Donovan. Shannon, welcome to uh, Inside Sports. Nice to have you uh, along here. Uh, thank you for having me. Looking forward to the conversation. Yeah, uh, so this is a this has always been a fun event, and I know for a couple of years you you didn't have this event because of COVID. But uh, tell me about just uh, being able to to finally you know last year it came back, but uh, to be in Edmonton uh, once again and, uh, and and hold an event like this. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was last year was our first year back after a two year hiatus, and uh, it was a great event in Kelowna. Um, and uh, yeah, this year is a little bit different. It's uh, we've moved to a bid process, and this Alberta has won the first bid uh, to host this event. And uh, Alberta's passionate about the event, um, and it's a great football community. So we're in good hands. And like you said earlier, the games yesterday were competitive, um, and uh, yeah, it's it's a great outlook for the rest of the week yeah those games were at foot field uh their games on uh thursday as well and then the final and the bronze medal and the gold medal go uh, i believe on uh it's on saturday at commonwealth stadium and 
that's got to be exciting for these kids to play in an actual CFL venue. Yes, for sure. And the next games are uh, on Wednesday, um, and then uh, following by Saturday. The oh, Wednesday yeah, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, not everybody gets the opportunity to be in a CFL stadium, and the CFL stadium of the the size of Commonwealth Stadium. So it's a it'll be a great experience for them um, for sure. Um, so we'll have that on Saturday, and it's a great way to uh, kind of wrap up the week and have our medal games and um, yeah, an experience for the players. Speaking, yeah. Speaking about this event, as you as you mentioned, it's a bid process now. It's not being awarded to a, a, a specific location. Uh, tell me about the decision that went in the, uh, to go to a bid process. Yeah, uh, we decided to go towards a bid process. The event has been uh, evolving over the last uh, 27 years. Um, it used to be U- U17, U19 event, and then in 2010 we moved over to a, two- or a, a U18 event only. Um, and we've just continued to progress and advance, and the standards continue or have continued to grow. So we're trying to ensure that um, from one year to the next, um, the teams can come in ex- expecting and, and receiving uh, the same uh, level of, uh, of facilities, fields, just overall experience. So um, we just, yeah, trying to ensure that we have the same playing field no matter where we're going and where these athletes are going. You know, a couple times I've had uh, your president, Jim Mullen, on the show, uh, especially during the height of the pandemic and when things were, you know, not so good as far as, you know, trying to get uh, get organized sport off the ground. And uh, now here you are. It's the second straight uh, Canada Cup. Like you say, it's a bid process. So that's really exciting to see that uh, that people want, you know, centers want this. And it's and, you know, we're seeing some growth here. But uh, where do you where do you think that uh, the state of grassroots football is in this country coming out of COVID and uh, what are some of the, you know, some of the highlights and what are some of the, the, the concerns that might still be out there? Yeah, I think we're like, things are really good actually. Um, and we did, um, the our provinces adapted really well in the associations um, to the, to the requirements during uh, the pandemic. And so we've come out quite strong. We, um, with the pandemic, it, it increased uh, the visibility, I guess, and participation around our non-contact sport, um, like flag and touch football, um, which should help um, also populate the tackle side. So our tackle numbers are good. We're seeing a, a significant growth on the women's uh, tackle with us going now into our second year of the women's under 18 tackle championship uh, hosted next week in Ottawa. Um, so yeah, we're in flag is just uh, between uh, girls and boys um, uh, flag. Uh, it's, it's, it's growing across the country. So um, the potential of multi-sport games um, the, for that sport is helping um, just drive our overall sport. Some of the concerns is because of the growth um, uh, that we have had and the, really the numbers even on the tackle side have been con- consistent um, and like I said the, on the women and girls side of tackle it's it's growing quite a bit is just the number that we have the uh, infrastructure to support it with uh, the number of officials and coaches to support these players um, on the field so that's really where the focus is right now to ensure that we are able to provide a good experience for, for the 
the participants. Um, again, they are, there's there's a ton of interest, um, and we don't want to turn anybody away. But to do that, we have to ensure we have the coaches and the officials to to support them. And just to go back to a statement, just to make sure I got it, I got it uh, correct. Is is flag seems to be a really good way to introduce uh, boys and girls to the sport. Yeah, 100%. It's easy. Um, it's it's easy, low cost. Um, uh, all you need is flags and, and a football, really. Um, so it's pretty easy to put together. Um, five on five flag, you're able to divide a football field into four fields. So you have four games happening at one time, which reduces the cost for field rentals. Um, so it does, it has been a great introduction uh, to boys and to participants, uh, new Canadians um, in the country um, to our sport. So I think it's going to help continue continue um, the growth and um, and the uh, on the tackle side and also provide a new opportunity for those that maybe didn't want to play tackle football but uh, want to be part of, of football it's just another discipline that we have to offer so it's it's really complements and um, is, is supporting both the, uh, the tackle and the flag side just the the ability to uh, bring people in in a very simple atmosphere where um, really you're Again, keeping costs low, which is um, a, a struggle with a lot of sports, um, but having to remove all the equipment side of it and uh, the large field, it definitely helps um, the associations be able to bring people onto the field. Well, that's excellent to hear. As we're joined by Shannon Donovan, she's the executive director of Football Canada here on 630 Gen Inside Sports. Uh, this is a post that you've held since uh, 2012, I believe. And let's speak about your background because you, uh, you know, you have. Uh, a, a good experience in the sporting world, including uh, including in the sport of hockey. Correct. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I spent five years in Calgary um, with Hockey Canada, um, and then yeah, I've uh, did a, a brief stint with the Ottawa Senators, and now I've been with Football Canada since 2007. Very good, very good. Uh, so it's exciting to have this event in Edmonton. Like you say, a bid process. Edmonton was the first, and uh, it's just nice to see grass, grassroots football. And it's nice to see the numbers are growing because I, I think there was a little concern with the concussion, a number of concussions uh, around pro, pro football, and maybe that maybe that's a, another positive here with the grassroots is maybe they're they're taking this they've taken it way more seriously. But seems like arrows up here for a grassroots football in uh, in Canada. Yeah, I think the future is very bright, and we're looking forward to seeing where it's going to go. Excellent. Shannon, thanks for your time tonight. I really appreciate it, and uh, look forward to uh, this Wednesday, and look forward to uh, the bronze and gold medal games on Saturday. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you. Shannon Donovan, the Executive Director of Football Canada in the uh, Canada Cup. U18 championships uh, going on. Alberta is going to play Quebec uh, games at Foot Field, and uh, that's at 7 o'clock. So another other semifinal is uh, Saskatchewan and Ontario, and the uh, scene will shift on uh, Saturday. The uh, gold and bronze medal games will be at Commonwealth Stadium. That'll be very, very cool. The Edmonton Elks will be at Commonwealth Stadium, taking on the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Bottom of the clock, it's the Elks this week with Morley Scott. We'll uh, be visited by Morley in just a moment. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta's precedent-setting injury lawyers. 
Well, Vlad Guerrero Jr. of the Toronto Blue Jays into the semifinal as he hits 26 homers, beats Mookie Betts by a lot. Uh, Betts of the LA Dodgers only had 11. So he, uh, Vladdy Guerrero Jr. will play uh, or will face either the hometown hero Julio Rodriguez or the only man who has won the home run derby uh, in the past in the field. That is the New York Mets, Pete Alonzo. So uh, Vladdy into the semifinals of the home run derby as we're uh, joined by uh morley scott the uh, my broadcast colleague here on 6 30 chat of course you can hear him with uh, jaylen and daryl in the morning and the host of the elks this week morley how's hey, it going i'm good dave I, I would like to point out though even though he lost by a bunch to vladimir guerrero uh, mookie betts leads the home run derby in doubles <laughs> Does he get bonus points for that? Does he win a Does he sure. win a gift certificate sure, somewhere? He had a lot of just misses. So, yeah, yeah the, kids, uh, the kids in the outfield were loving him because he was feeding them a lot of fo- a lot of baseballs. <laughs> they were very busy for sure. I kind of looked at the bracket. and I'm going, Mookie Betts is in a home run derby. I don't really equate home runs with. Mookie Betts. I equate him to great all-round player, but uh, yep. anyway, it was like taking candy from a baby for uh, Vladdy Guerrero Jr. Well, um, I mean, you and I were witness to it up close. Uh, of course, the uh, the clip of us uh, going crazy after C.J. Sims would not pick up the football and avoid the single went viral, and it only takes three people to 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 really retweet it for us to go viral of anything we do. But uh, you know, a lot of talk today. I was very intrigued by the comments about. We're not done yet. Uh, we have uh, teams in our in our within our grasp that have one win, and you know, hey, it's July tenth, and I, I don't know. It, it's too bad that we have to talk about playoffs, but here we are. Yeah, marathon, not a sprint, right? Is what they keep saying, and and I was pretty impressed with the attitude all the players and Coach Chris Jones seemed to have today. Uh, you know, Jones is no different. He's always pretty serious and pretty businesslike, and uh, you know, he's working he's working it till the very end. Um, but I was impressed with some of the players, and and they're they're saying the right things. They have to do the right things now. They're saying how you know they they can turn the page. They can come back from this. It's not that deep of a hole. I mean, honestly, if you if you if you win on Thursday, which is certainly not out of the question, you're tied for the wild card spot, right? Uh, by flipping over to the other uh, the other division, right? yeah. the crossover. So I know you got to win, but you got to you got to get more wins still. But I mean, it puts them in a in a in a pretty decent position. And as uh, I liked uh, Taylor Cornelius today too, Dave talking about the fact that uh, you know Saskatchewan's a good team in the standings right now, and we played with them twice and could have and maybe should have beaten them twice this year. So they're trying to find the positives. Although I think we're all getting tired of positives and would just I, I would I think a lot of people would <laughs> take ever? a win with some negatives in it <laughs> you know what I mean um, there's there's good <laughs> things every week take a rider's win <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Uh, there's good things every week, but I mean, they're still not winning. And and sure, if if those things all come together, they might be able to go on a bit of a run. But they got to come together. And and we're all tired of talking about uh, yeah. positives. I I think we just want to see some wins. No question about it. Uh, what's coming up tonight on the Elks this week? Uh, tonight uh, we're going to hear we're going to take a painful look back at uh, last uh, Thursday night in uh, in Regina and the game at Mosaic and and, and how it ended. Uh, uh, put together a little pack just on the the last ninety one seconds of the game basically, and uh, we'll have a listen to that. Uh, we'll also hear from Chris Jones. We'll hear from Taylor Cornelius and uh, Aaron Grimes has been back on the practice field this week and had a good chat with him yesterday after his first practice in over a year, his first regular season practice. Uh, he went through training camp last. 
last year, then hurt his knee in the preseason game. Did not play all of last year. Had a little bit of a setback in training camp and was put on the six-game injured list to start the season this year. Uh, so he hasn't played in a long time, hasn't practiced in a long time. So he's a kid in a candy store uh, this week as he gets back out on the field. Still has one more game to go on the six-game injured list, but uh, is trending towards playing uh, in Winnipeg one week from Thursday. So we'll hear from Aaron Grimes as well. We've got some other things, and if we have time, we'll get to them as well. We'll talk a little bit about uh, Sam uh, Achimpong as well. Well, the defensive lineman who the Elks acquired over the weekend had a chance to talk with him after his first practice yesterday, too. So uh, lots coming your way. All right, Morley, thank you so much. We look forward to it. All right, Dave, talk to you later. Morley Scott, the host of the Elks this week, which is coming up after the news at 7.30. Sam Achenpong, defensive lineman, Canadian defensive lineman, drafted uh, by the Toronto Argos in 2020, traded to the Elks uh, for Daniel, or not Daniel Ross, uh, draft pick, and I believe fourth-round pick, and uh, a Nagelis, and uh, Daniel Ross, who sadly was not noticeable very much in the first five games or four games that he played because he missed one because of a cut foot in Ottawa. Uh, he uh, is released. So ratio flip along the D line uh, at Chimpong elite first step, but uh, needs to be more physical, kind of a little raw, but he did play well uh, from the, from the people I've talked to with the close to the Argos. He did play well, probably his best season with Chris Jones when he was the uh, defensive coordinator in 2021. Uh, Julio Rodriguez, 32 homers, and he's in his bonus round of round number one uh, against Pete Alonso in the home run derby. Uh, Vladdy Guerrero Jr. already advancing to the uh, semifinal round. He had 26 homers, so... John Snyder was nice to him. Vladdy a little bit far away from 91 home runs that he set. That's back in uh, 2019 for the home run derby, but uh, we'll see what happens uh, down the line. By the way, we thank uh, Glenn Harper, of the uh, formerly of the double E, uh, punter, 1993 Grey Cup champion, and Shannon Donovan, executive director of uh, Football Canada. Oh, and Morley as well. Uh, the hotline is presented by Certainty Pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, system, Certainty Pro all the way. All right, you know who else is at the uh, Home Run Derby? Is Bobby DeBoe. Bobby DeBoe set the Guinness Book of World Record for the most stadiums visited in the short amount of time. Nine stadiums in, I believe, 15 days. He'll be on the show tomorrow. Former Hamilton Tiger Cat, or former Edmonton Elk offensive lineman, current Hamilton Tiger Cat, David Beard on the show tomorrow as well. Elks this week with Morley Scott is on the way. My name is Dave Campbell. In for Reed Wilkins. Talk to you tomorrow.